This podcast replay is brought to you by RedRecover.com. From NFL stars like Hayden Hurst to daily warriors like yourself, their wraps and pads are designed to deliver maximum benefits with each treatment anywhere you go. And we're back in our final segment of our weekly RedRecover.com Inside the Paint Show, usually Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern, where it's Kurt Heelan from Pro Basketball Talk likes to say 6 a.m. Pacific. But at least you get your coffee day time, off. baby. So you get, hey, you get your day off to a good start by the seventh or eighth cup of coffee. You're up and running. So I'm Ira Winderman from the South Florida Sun Sentinel. If you missed either of our first two segments, you can go to any podcast outlet, search for the Big O Show. Once you find it and listen, smash that like button. You can join us on our YouTube chat board, which I'm actually going to go to now. Apologize for not getting to this sooner. Lots to talk about. Alexis talked about a couple of things here um, about the Heat's playoff situation, how they can't catch the Nets. Number six seed also seems out of reach for the Heat. And the Heat aren't going 12 and, t- 12 and 4, as I mentioned, which they probably will need to finish to get out of the play-in. So, Kurt, do you have the faith in the Nets that they could pull off a winning record the rest of the season? Or do you think maybe some of this is sort of the, the new player bump and just glad to be there and that they will sort of careen after losing both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant this season? I don't think they'll careen, but I, rather than being nine and eight, what they had 17 left, nine and eight, they're, I could see eight and nine or seven and 10. Like, I don't, I don't think they're going to fall off a cliff. There's just too many solid players there and they're well coached by Jacques Vaughn, but they're also, they lack that. Obviously now they just, <laughs> they just traded them away. They lack that elite talent, right? They lack the guy you can just throw the ball to and go get a bucket. And, uh, you know, Miami has that other teams have that, um, It'll hurt them at points, but in the regular season, I still don't think they're just too good to fall off a cliff. They're just they're deep enough. And, and, and Richard chimes in here and he says the Heat don't have a championship roster, and if they make the playoffs, they'll be out in the first series. Time to blow this thing up and change direction. Well, you're not blowing up right now because you're past the trade deadline. You're past the buyout deadline. You have before the draft to deal with that. The Heat do have their first round pick, but I want to clarify something here because I think it is important. Uh, to talk about Kurt and it's this if you lose in the play-in you get seated for the lottery now you get seated at the bottom of the lottery and it also looks like the teams that don't make it from the east will have better records than the teams that don't make it from the west the east has been trending better this season so you're talking about probably getting the 13 or 14 seed in the lottery and a one percent chance at the number one overall pick but Kurt Hill and I want to ask you this possibility here is a 1% chance at Victor Wenbanyama enough, a 1 in 100 chance, to change the trajectory of your franchise for the next decade or so? Is that something that you might consider a little bit alluring? I don't think that that's a big enough percentage to be very okay. alluring is the problem. Like the, the 1 in 100, it's, it's, it would be literally winning the lottery. Uh, it would be, I mean, I, that's, that's not enough. I think that if you were, if the Heat were more where Washington is, um, it's a very different conversation and a conversation we would have been having earlier, right? Like at what point do you just pivot and go, you know what? A 12% chance is really worth an 11% chance is worth sure. it. I don't think it's, for, but are you with me? I don't think it's for one. I just don't think it's enough. To- I don't, but again, you know, I, I, I did stop and pause and thought of this. If someone t- would have told me my chance of winning the lottery, the Florida lottery is at $11 million on Wednesday and I had a one in a hundred chance. I think those odds would be pretty good. And I think when Banyama is the kind of guy that you might take yeah. that chance for again, with the heat will happen organically. They're not, not going to be in the plane. 
So they probably will have to lose two games a week of April 9th after their finale that day to get into the lottery. So I think it's the longest of long shots. I can just imagine how it would change everything down here. I mean, I think every non-Miami beat rider would love the Heat to be contenders again to get additional playoff time, time in the finals down here. So obviously people will be looking at that for another two weeks in Milwaukee. So I can get all that. And how but, I don't think people re- I don't think sometimes fans realize what writers root for is places we want to go to location, I, I, location, location. Loca- yeah. I am I am desperately rooting for the New Orleans, Miami, Kurt Gaines, 20 pounds finals one year. Well, and you know what? And I got all the proper food trucks to show you and take you around town there. <laughs> so you'd be taken care of. We've always joked that the heat when they made the finals in that four year run, God bless Dallas, but maybe not in the utter oh, top of the list. Oklahoma City the second year when the heat won their first title and then a pair of San Antonio's. And I got to tell you, folks, that river walk is like three feet deep. You ain't drowning in that. You have to go out of your way right there. And it's as touristy as they can get, including you will sit at one restaurant. And all of a sudden notice they're bringing the food out of the kitchen of another restaurant. And you realize that the same guy owns all the restaurants there up and down the river walk. So, hey, nice places. Take the family maybe for a day or so. Don't know if a week in San Antonio is what you're looking for. But now it looks like there's a chance possibly for L.A. with the Clippers. Certainly the Warriors years were very fair and very fun to the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Direction. Again, it just is to sort of sum up what we're talking about in our first two segments is the Heat are sort of in a predicament of their own making right now. And I think they're going to have to align themselves with the play in reality. But they also are going to have to align themselves for who they are and what they are. Kurt, two weeks ago, we started this discussion. The Heat got Kevin Love in the buyout market, and he was intriguing. And he's had his home with the Miami Heat. And then he's out for Monday's game against the Hawks. And the Heat moved Max Drews in the starting lineup, a three-point shooter. They have their best three-point shooting night of the season. They get a more active and more involved Caleb Martin off the bench. Kevin Love might return tonight. You know he's going to want to return from that rib injury if he can to play against the Cavaliers, the team that brought him out, the team where he won a championship. Is Kevin Love locked into the Heat starting lineup? Or do you think the Heat still can use this month to experiment? He shouldn't be. I, I I think that you saw over the last couple of games what you know you, whether it's whether you start Struess or go back to Caleb Martin. Like I just think you get more more out of it. I think that I was surprised to see Love start that quickly. Um, yes. Even with what he brings in terms of of look, he's still a great rebounder um, and then a dangerous offensive rebounder. His, we saw his outlet passing. How much that can really help pick up the pace of your thing. But to me. It's just not as consistent play in and play out. They're also, by the way, I've, I've got a question for you. Are they sure. keeping, are they going to continue to stagger Jimmy and Bam? They're going to stagger, but they've learned their lesson. They've got to have one on the court at all times. And that yeah. tells you about roster flaws when you have to play that way with a 33 year old player and keep them on the court like that. There is something that goes on every night here at Miami Dade Arena, a little bit less people watching on TV on the road. When is Jimmy coming back in the fourth quarter? He sits at the top of the fourth. Spolstra prefers seven or under to bring him back. It gets very tenuous. You can hear the hush in the crowd. Everyone is watching Jimmy on the bench, waiting for him to walk to the scorer's table to see if he's going to get in. So that's become an issue because if you're that reliant on two players, it tells you really who the other players are. And this notion of a heat big three with Tyler Hero is they're simply not there yet. I do want to get back to Kevin Love from this perspective. And Kurt, you know how the NBA works. When a player hits the buyout market, They look for a few things. 
Sometimes it's money, but rarely. Usually they're high-paid players who are already getting their guaranteed money on their contract. Then it comes down to playoff race and having a chance to be in the playoff race and contend for a title. Anyone who went to the Miami Heat on February 20th thinking they were in prime position in the playoff race either overestimated their talents or the Miami Heat and where they're headed. Because I don't think even with that much time left in the season on February 20th, anyone saw in the East with Boston, with Milwaukee, with Philadelphia, with Cleveland as the Heat as a championship contender. So I don't think that's the prime reason Kevin Love came here. I do think the prime reason he came here is a guarantee of playing time. Maybe not a starting berth, but a playing time. My problem with the Heat, if you do not start Kevin Love, there is only one place left for him in the rotation, and that's at backup center. Because you're going to bring Caleb Martin off the bench probably anyway as your backup four. Kevin is not that athletic that when teams go small that he can play four. So he's going to be replacing Cody Zeller, maybe Omar Yurtsevin. And the one thing teams do when they get a player in a buyout market and they talk to his agent, they say, look, we think we can cast 14, 16, 18, 20 minutes for Kevin Love. You're not getting 20 minutes as a backup to Bam Adebayo because you're not limiting Bam Adebayo to 28 minutes a game. Teams have to be careful in this situation for this reason. If you develop a reputation of getting players on the buyout market by making promises of playing time and not delivering on those promises, come the next cycle of buyout time, it's going to be harder to get those players. Kurt, don't we see that all the time? That yeah. when it either comes to free agency or a player demanding a trade to get a role or especially the buyout market, teams do come in and say, okay, we can offer X, Y, and Z. Agents talk, players talk, they all communicate, hey, this team promised us X and gave us Y. This is a good teams have reputations as player friendly, good for you know, good for players, bad for players, or, or or less good for players. That all factors in. It actually, especially on the buyout market, because like you said, if you're Kevin Love, you had options. You could have gone a bunch of places and and sure. made your choice. Philadelphia, you chose, Philadelphia was very eager. And it said they yeah. wound up going with Dwayne Deadman and making some other moves. So you knew that they wanted to augment their power rotation. Right. So, so yeah, you, you run the risk of you've, you've got to get Kevin Love minutes at least for a while um, to say you gave him you've, – you've got to be able to say we gave him a legitimate chance. It just wasn't a fit. And I don't think – even in Love's case, he's expecting necessarily big playoff minutes. Okay. But for the remainder of the regular season, you've got to think – I mean, playoffs have become matchup dependent. Yeah. And, and to yeah, he's got another contract. He wants to stay in this league. Maybe he won't get the big money contract. Maybe he can approach mid-level money or something like that so you have that. In our second segment, actually the end of the first, we spoke about Kyle Lowry returning possibly as soon as this weekend. He's been out since February 2nd, last played in that game in New York against the Knicks. We both think likely that he comes back in the starting lineup unless the Heat can massage the situation. So again, you talk about rotation. Victor Oladipo rose from the dead on Monday. Had a game where he had an alley-oop dunk. Oh, looked very good after looking very bad in the previous games. Who becomes the Heat's backup point guard if Kyle Lowry starts? Do you reward Gabe Vincent for the time that he gave the Heat as a starter? Or do you say, hey, Vic is a more explosive player. We go with that. So, again, there's the nuance. Kyle comes yeah. back. How does it change the rotation? If I were to tell you Kyle Lowry starting, who is my first point off the bench in your view, Kurt Heelan? In a playoff series, I probably am leaning Victor just because I think the upside is higher. It's not 
as we've discussed here, we know exactly what Gabe Vincent is. Gabe is a great 82-game-a-year player. He is solid off as a point guard. And if he has to play playoff minutes, he will be solid there. But like you said, what we saw Monday, just Victor's capable. And what he was last playoffs, Victor's capable of impacting both ends of the floor at, at a higher level. You know, and I'm going to disagree with you from this perspective, not disagreeing with what you're saying in your premise, but this. If you're relying on Victor Oladipo to be an explosive scorer in the playoffs, you're probably in trouble because you're relying on Bam. You're relying on Tyler. You're relying on Jimmy. I think what you need in your rotation beyond your stars in the playoffs when there are no back-to-backs is steadiness. So, yes, if you're talking about upside, Gabe Vincent does not have as much of an upside as Victor Oladipo, but Kurt Heelan, he doesn't have as much of a downside. That it's more likely Vic is going to take the wrong shots, make the wrong pass. You know, he's the kind of guy, he puts his head down, he goes to the rim. And when he gets past someone, then he's like, what do I do now? Well, sometimes it's a dramatic finish. And sometimes you see the look of a guy is like, how did I get here? What happens now? I think that's something out of control to a degree you have to be very careful of in a playoff race. So I am curious about that. The third component I wanted to address is Omar Yurtseman is available for a season debut. He last played in the preseason. He underwent November ankle surgery. He's back off a two-game successful stint in the G League with the Sioux Falls Sky Force. He was on the active roster on Monday against the Hawks, but the Heat played Cody Zeller instead. The Heat are known as a team that prefers to go with veterans, that relies on proven guys. Cody doesn't have a great playoff resume. He's only made the playoffs twice, both times with Charlotte, both losing to the Heat in the first round. So I can't sell you on, oh, he has that playoff experience that Omar doesn't. When you look at how this trends the last month of the season and going into the playoffs, do you think there still is time or a chance for Omar Yurtsevin to move into that backup center role? I think he's going to – I think he should get a chance, right? Like he should get at least looked at a few times. By the way, the next two games are a rough one if you're going to do that. The the biggest front line in the NBA with Mo, an active young Mo, Mobley and uh, – and Jared Allen up Allen, front. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a tough welcome back to the NBA moment for a big. But I think over the next seventeen games, you've got to get him a look because, as we saw last year, I just think his upside again is so much higher than Zeller, and you're not really going to want to play Zeller a lot of minutes in the playoffs. You got to at least take a look. Maybe he's not ready. Maybe he can't be that guy right now. But I don't. Don't you just? Don't you think you've got to find him a spot to at least get some minutes and take a look? Do I think that yes? Do I think it'll happen? No. I know who the Heat are. Eric Spolstra likes his veterans. He likes his proven quantities. Again, it's very interesting. It's sort of like what we both both just said about Gabe Vincent and Victor Oladipo. I think Omar Yurtsevin has a much higher upside. But I also think, because of his lack of experience, he also can make mistakes and take you out. I think Cody Zeller is right in the middle. He is what he is. He's never going to have a great game, but I don't think he'll ever have an awful game. He's never going to have that blow you out of your seat moment. But I also think he's never going to have that, oh, my God, turnover. And I think, again, when we're talking playoff rotation, it's going to come down to Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. So I think everyone else, you just want them flatlined. You want them just don't do something great. We don't need it. Just please don't do something awful. I think Omar Yurtsevin just sort of got screwed. And I'll be curious to see what happens in the offseason on the free agent market. Is it based on seven weeks filling in for Bam Adebayo a year ago? Or does, have, does he have to prove his worth with someone? Sometimes it's just right player in the wrong situation. So I think that's going to be curious how it plays out. Last guy in the rotation I want to talk about. I know we're coming up against the break and getting back to the big O show. 
Duncan Robinson finally hit three-pointers the other day, yeah. finally got a chance to look good in that rotation. Do you think there's a chance he moves ahead of Max Struess in the playoff rotation? Well, I don't know if he moves ahead of Max. At the Max, I mean, unless Max continued to really struggle with his three, but like I said, Max hit – Max was hitting his. If he hits his, I would rather have his size in the lineup. I, I trust him a little more on the other end than than I do Duncan. But um, if Max is back to missing, I'll take I'll take whoever's shooting. Yes, I, and I think that's going to happen. I think the hot hand will rule. I think Eric Spolster in the first half of games try to get both in the game and ride the hot hand in the second. You know, he'll say it's about more than makes and misses, and you got to be more complete. This team needs three-pointers. This team is finally yeah. coming around on the three-pointers. So I think when you go in that direction, you have to rely on the guys who's making the shot at the moment. Right up against the break, let's do win or lose right now. Tonight, Miami Heat hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers. Winner, Kurt Heelan. Winner, and Jimmy Butler goes off for 45 just to, just to frustrate you. Just to prove you that he can go to L.A. to have <laughs> come back. Friday night, Miami Heat hosts Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, you're going to get a split. So yes, uh, you're, I think agree. you're splitting those two games. And he can't afford a split at this point in the season. That happened. Second night of a back-to-back in Orlando, Saturday night. I don't like the – I'll take Orlando. They're playing actually sneaky well right now. And second night of a back-to-back, especially if they rest anybody, that's a tough one. Kurt the hater Heelan right there. And Monday night <laughs> coming home against the Utah Jazz. They are falling apart. They are coming apart at the seams. By choice. Utah's bad. Yeah. By choice, I think that he get that. But again, yes. two and two in the next four is not good enough if you want to get to number six. I think they're sort of resigned to where they stand. We'll see how that plays out when we join you again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. on redrecover.com inside the paint. He's Kurt Heelan. I'm Ira Winderman. Back up next, Big O Orlando Alzagari as the Big O Show rolls on.